0: Hello, welcome to God Day. I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. and I want to take you to a a famous passage of scripture today and uh, really uh, hopefully bring out some some interesting uh, background uh, insights to this that will transform your understanding of it. And uh, we go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and uh, verse 3 to 6. Paul says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. And um, and then he goes on to say, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, having in re- in res- readiness to revenge all disobedience, when your obedience is fulfilled. Well, this is uh, talking about the s- spiritual battle, a spiritual warfare. And uh, before we uh, go uh, into any any uh, analysis of this verse, I just want to give you the historical background to this because uh, in particular, Paul talks about the weapons of our warfare. Now, now, in, to fight any war, you need two things. You need the weapons, you need powerful weapons. And Paul says that our weapons that we have in, the, in our spiritual warfare, they are mighty through God. They are mighty in the power of God. So they've got, they've got to be mighty. Um, but also this word warfare is the word "strateia." which is where we get the word strategy. This is not just a battle, this is a strategic warfare. In other words, in a war, you must have a strategy. It's not enough to have weapons. You've got to use those weapons in an intelligent way that uh, according to a strategy. So you need a divine strategy and you need divine weapons. And in this passage, Paul reveals both of these and, and that's, he, he says that's how we can be effective in this warfare. So let me give you the background to this first of all because Paul grew up in Silesia and, and what he describes here uh, describes a recent warfare that happened around Silesia which is just a bit north of Israel and uh, I call this the Pirates of Silesia because this was a war unlike any other war that the Romans fought. And uh, it only got resolved uh, in the recent history, just before Paul. Paul grew up in Silesia, so this war would have been very vivid to him. It's what he would have learned about at school. Uh, And uh, it was one of the greatest challenges to the Roman Empire that controlled that whole region. You see, Rome uh, in Italy required food from its provinces and the Eastern Mediterranean where Silesia was and, and um, you know, Israel and Egypt and so forth. These all were you know areas where the Romans would get their food. So the, the, the food would be um, transported back to Rome from the provinces and they, these ships had to sail on the way to Rome, past Silesia. And Silesia has these these rocky cliffs. And a pirate army, it's a bit like a terrorist group you might say nowadays, these pirates built strongholds along the the cliffs of Silesia. And over about 100 years, this pirate army got stronger and stronger. They were very successful. And they would come out of these strongholds And um, by about 70 BC, there are about 120 of these stronghold uh, fortresses. These pirates, when they saw a food coming by, uh, they would come out of their strongholds into their very fast pirate ships and they would capture the food barges and take the food for themselves. as this army grew, it grew to a size of about 10,000 pirates. And this was becoming a major problem to Rome. Rome could handle fighting armies on land. It didn't really know how to handle these pirates. They obviously had a few skirmishes with them, but they never could deal with the root problem. And, uh, and the problem got so bad that by four, 67 BC, there were 10,000 pirates and Rome was on its knees Its supplies had been cut off. And they really had their foot on the neck of Rome. And now the Senate had to come up with an answer. And they commissioned their top general, Pompey, who, to deal with the problem, said, look, you can have as much money as you need, just deal with these pirates for us. And he was a genius. And he did fix the problem. It only took him three years. And this problem had been growing for a hundred years. And he had two things. He had a brilliant strategy and he designed special mighty weapons to deal with the pirates. And his strategy was not to attack the pirates, but to attack their strongholds, to attack their bases. because he realized, if I can destroy their base of operation, then it will be easy for me to defeat them after that. And he designed special ships with huge grappling hooks. And he sent them in 11 different directions, again, to attack the strongholds. And they would catapult these huge hooks up uh, and they would pull those strongholds down into the sea. And once they had destroyed the strongholds, then it was quite easy then for them to, to actually take out the pirates and bring every pirate into captivity to Rome. And, um, and in a short time, they actually dealt with the pirate problem. Any pirates who didn't surrender were, 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 were killed for their disobedience. And, and the pirates had no answer to these mighty weapons. And they, they were, what seemed to be an impossible problem of overcoming these pirates, Pompey managed to do it relatively quickly and their defeat was total. And later Pompey, of course, became emperor for a time and the blessings of God could flow. And you see, this is the the problem. We're going to see then Paul relates this very battle, this very warfare to our own spiritual battle. And when he describes he says, the weapons of our warfare, we have weapons also. We have a strategy, and I'll explain what that strategy is. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not natural. They're not weak. They're not fleshly. But they are mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. And that he's talking about these pirate strongholds. Then he explains what they are. He says, casting down imaginations. Now, This word imagination is the word logismus. Now immediately we can see where this warfare is. It's the warfare that happens in our minds. That's the battleground is in your mind. And logismus is not just your normal thought. Logismus is, is your beliefs. And, and if, it's a, if it's a wrong thing, it's, it's a false belief. And he goes on to say every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So these, these are beliefs that are controlling your thinking that are against the word of God, against the knowledge of God. These are foolish, false beliefs, but they are, they are logical to you. They make sense to you. They're reasonable to you. That's what logismus means, where we get the word logic. So it may be that through your upbringing, through what you were told as a young person, or through your experiences in life, you've you've come to certain conclusions about God, about yourself, but they're wrong. Maybe you, you come to believe that you're a failure, that you're useless, that God doesn't love you. You know that um, you know it could be any number of wrong beliefs, or that God, you know, is some somehow mean and uh, has rejected you. And and this, if you have a stronghold, it controls your thinking. And the pirates are actually the negative thoughts that flow out of your strongholds, just like the pirates went out of the strongholds. So if you have a stronghold, then the, the negative thoughts come out of the stronghold. You see, God is sending ships of blessing to you, actually, on the rivers of his Holy Spirit. But the, the problem is the pirates, those negative thoughts, that come out of the strongholds in your mind. If you believe that for whatever reason you're not worthy to receive that blessing or, or what, whatever it might be, those pirates come in and they flood your mind with anxiety and fear and whatever else. And as a result, they steal the blessing that God wanted for you. And, and you're starving of the blessing of God because those strongholds are controlling your thinking. And therefore the answer is not to pull down, not to attack the pirates, all right, but to actually go after the strongholds. And most people when they read these verses and preachers, when they preach from these verses, they totally miss the point of what Paul is trying to say. He is saying we have powerful weapons, we have a strategy and these weapons are able to pull down the strongholds. That's what you have to do first. You have to locate the strongholds. You have to locate these imaginations, those wrong beliefs, those idols that you have that control your thinking, <coughs> that are the fixed points in your thinking, that are erected against the knowledge of God, those things that you're trusting in uh, or, or that, that, that control you. And he says, "You've got to cast them. The, you, there are mighty weapons that will cast those things down." Then he says, "Once you've done that, then take into captivity the every thought to the obedience of Christ." The word "thought" there is the, your normal thoughts, noema. Those are the pirates. So most people, they, when they read that, they think, "Oh, we're just meant to fight the bad pirates. We're meant to just fight." take into captivity all the bad thoughts we have and totally misses the point. You have to locate the stronghold. You have to ask God, why do I continually have these negative thoughts? Where are they coming from? What's the stronghold that's behind that? And, and then you locate it and then use the word of God, that God's mighty weapons to pull it down. Then you can easily deal with the pirates that come, the, they, they, they have no base of operation anymore. You can now deal with that pirate and, and, and kill it off easily, you see. So the weapons are mighty to the pulling down of the strongholds, the imaginations, the foolish, false beliefs. Then you can deal with the pirates and then you can enjoy all the blessings of God. And so that, that's what he's saying. The word of God is powerful to pull down these strongholds, but we have to recognize what those strongholds are. Now for instance the strongholds of an unbeliever that stop him receiving Christ Jesus told us what they were in John 16 he said the holy spirit when he comes will convict you of sin and righteousness and judgment he'll convict the world of sin righteousness and judgment the first stronghold an unbeliever has is that they don't think they've really sinned they don't think that they need saving see if you if you have that belief that there's nothing wrong. What's wrong with me? I'm fine, I'm a nice guy. If you don't believe that you are a sinner, then you're not even interested in hearing the message of salvation. That's the first stronghold. And that's why we have to, we have to be clear that man is a sinner and therefore he cannot save himself. He, and there's another one, which is the judgment stronghold. If you, which is that God will judge you for your sin. If you die outside of Christ, you will be judged for your sin. Uh, that God is just and he must punish sin. You see, if you don't believe that, if you think, well, God's even, you know, God's even though I've sinned, God will be, is like a, God is love after all. He'll never judge me for my sin. And if you believe that, then again, your, your heart and mind will be closed to the gospel. You cannot receive salvation. So you have to, the spirit will convict you of righteous, of judgment judgment. Uh, and now you if you know you're a sinner under the judgment of God, you will indeed turn to Jesus for salvation. And then the third stronghold is, a, is one, it says, of righteousness, righteousness. See, the third thing that can block a sinner from salvation is just a despair. He knows he's a sinner. He knows he's worthy of judgment. What hope is there for me? He thinks. I've sinned too much. And that's where It says the Holy Spirit will convict him that he's wrong there too because there is a man who is righteous, perfectly righteous called Jesus Christ and who has ascended to the Father. Because he's perfectly righteous, he was accepted by God and he has made the sacrifice and he has risen and is ascended into heaven and therefore there is a righteous man and if you will accept Jesus as your Lord and as your representative before God, you can be made right with God. And and so when we share the gospel, we destroy the strongholds, you see, and so that they can receive salvation. But Christians will have strongholds too. Perhaps you are, what happens if you are flooded with anxious thoughts? And these are the pirates, the real, the What's behind that is you don't really believe. There's a stronghold in your mind of unbelief that God really loves you, that God really cares for you. It says, you know, that um, cast your cares on the Lord for he cares for you. If you really believe that Christ cares for you, then you'll be able to relax and cast your cares on him. There's a stronghold there that you don't really believe that God loves you as a father loves his child. I used to have a terrible stronghold of fear uh, and, what, and I just believe that that's just who I was. And then that scripture came to me, somebody in a preacher just quoted it and said, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and a sound mind to Timothy one, seven. And like a missile, it's as if that stronghold came in and blew up that stronghold. And I suddenly realized that's not the real me. I'm not a spirit of fear. God didn't make me to have a spirit of fear, but he gave me a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. And suddenly that stronghold was destroyed in my mind. And now when fear thoughts came to me, it was quite easy for me to say, no, I'm not a spirit of fear. I'm a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. And God set me free from, from that crippling fear, fear of, of, of people, fear of speaking. To, to people um, and and but it, I had to have that stronghold because up to then I just believed that's who I was that was my personality and but thank God for his mighty weapons his words the words of God are mighty and they're able to destroy the stronghold but some the first thing is you have to ask God to reveal those strongholds you know in modern warfare we see this principle all the time you know if you were like when the, the, the Western nations invaded Iraq. What did they do? Did they send the army in first? Absolutely not. What you do is you do the aerial bombardment. You locate the enemy strongholds, their bases, where, where their airplanes are kept, um, where their control centers are. Uh, and then you bomb those and you take out their base of operation first. Then you send your army in and then you just deal with the soldiers on the ground. And that's the strategy that Paul is talking about here. That's the strategy that Pompey used to defeat the pirates. You don't go fighting the pirates. No, you'll spend the rest of your life fighting pirates, trying to take thoughts captive. No, locate the stronghold. Where are these pirates coming from? Why am I being oppressed by this kind of thought all the time? What, what's the root of it? And once you locate where it's coming from, maybe it's a false belief. Maybe it's something that you come to embrace because something terrible that happened in your past or something that you were told by your teachers or, or your parents that, that now that really is a lie. Uh, it could be a number of things or it could be an idol that you believe that without this thing I can't live. I depend this thing has become your God. You can't live without it. And it's become your idol and it's become the center point of your thinking. And and now you're more attached to that than you are to God. That was also a stronghold. You have to ask God. And then the pirates come from that stronghold because that stronghold now has a grip on you. Maybe you have a love, a love of money that you're gripped by 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 that by that desire for money or that desire for success or that desire for that drug or whatever it might be. And now that grips your thoughts and you are f- are not free to receive the blessings of God. You have to ask God, Lord, where do these negative thoughts come from? What is that stronghold? And once God shows you that key stronghold, whether it's fear or whatever it might be, then take your, uh, the mighty weapons of God. Take his word and start attacking that stronghold. You know, a classic stronghold in scripture is Jericho. That was the stronghold in the way of, of stopping the Israelites going in to possess their promised land. And in the same way, God has a promised land of blessings for you, but the, the, there might be a Jericho in your way. And that until you Destroy that Jericho, you can't enter into your promised land, into the fullness of blessing that God has for you. So, what did God tell them to do? He told them to march around Jericho, keep marching around Jericho every day, blowing the trumpets. And and they they carried the Ark of the Covenant, which is the presence of God. And Israel walked around Jericho, declaring, the trumpets were declaring, as it were. The kingdom of God is here. Walls, you're going to fall down. You can't resist us because God is with us. The, 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 and by blowing the trumpet, that is like you declaring the word of God against the stronghold. That's what I did when I got that initial revelation that God had not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. I started declaring that against that stronghold of fear. I said... I am a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. I began to to speak against that stronghold of fear that had been established in my mind and, and, and that was became a center point of my thoughts, that controlled my thoughts. So if God told me, I want you to do this, immediately those negative thoughts would come and say, no, you can't possibly do that. The fears would arise. And so I started attacking that. You start walking around that stronghold. You start launching your missiles against that stronghold. You start speaking the word of God against that stronghold. You start blowing the trumpet of God against that stronghold. And when God and then at some point, you know, faith rose in their hearts and they all shouted at once. And it says, with by faith, the walls of Jericho came down. Hebrews 11 says that. In other words, they, when they shouted at the end of the seven days, they were all in faith. They were all believing that that stronghold would come down. And when they all shouted in faith, the power of God was released and the wars of Jericho came down and they conquered Jericho. And in the same way, if you will take the word of God, His words are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. You can take God's word and you can start attacking that stronghold. Ask God what your strongholds are. You might have more than one. And then realize, I'm not gonna fight these pirates the rest of my life, trying to keep these, take all these thoughts captive. I'm not saying it's wrong for you to try and control your thoughts, but if you want to have proper victory, you can, you'll be fighting those thoughts the rest of your life. You have to locate the stronghold. And once you locate the stronghold, then you call on God's spirit, God's help and his word to pull down those strongholds. Let me me read that again. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. This is what I'm talking about. The problems you have are in your mind. And it's the Word of God and the Spirit of God are powerful to pull down, to cast down these structures of wrong beliefs in your mind, or idols in your mind that are, that are exalted above God. And, and we have to remove those things because they are stealing your blessings. The pirates are coming out of that and stealing your blessings in life, your happiness in life. So you've got to attack, have a strategy. You've got to be purposeful. You've got to pull those strongholds down. You've got to speak God's word against those strongholds. And then it says, then you can have some success in bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So then the pirates surrendered in mass and they were taken captive the obedience of Rome, taken back to Rome. And in the same way then, once you've dealt with the stronghold, suddenly those pirates won't seem as strong. Those negative thoughts won't seem as strong. They've lost their base of operation. And you can easily bring them into captivity and and say, no, that's nonsense. And you could bring them into a surrender so that they have no power over you anymore. And if it says, uh, if necessary, it says you can uh, be ready to revenge all disobedience. If they don't surrender, then you put, the, put them to the sword and you take revenge on them. And so those pirates will stop being a problem to you. Praise God. And, and I'm, I've been set free from fear for many years now. And so, you know, I'm excited if I get asked to speak to thousands of people. That's awesome. But you, the, the old me... That would be totally terrifying to speak to three people, let alone, uh, you know, 3,000 people. So God can set us completely free. Uh, You know, had I not uh, taken that step, in fact, God forced me in a way because he told me at university that I should be a school teacher. Uh, That was my first job and and that was crazy to me because that's my greatest fear stand up in front of a classroom of uh, teenagers and try and teach them maths that was scary to me and and but i knew that god was calling me to do that and that uh, that forced me to overcome and had i not done that had i not taken out that stronghold i could never have entered into you know what god's called me to do as to be a to be a bible teacher i couldn't have done it I would have missed out on my purpose in life because that stronghold would have sport the blessing. Because every time I even would think about talking, giving a talk or whatever, those fear thoughts would have paralyzed me, would have made me totally unable. So in the same way, there's possibly a stronghold. And in your mind, that is crippling you. That is, those pirates are stealing those blessings uh, in your life and it's urgent for you ask god where is that stronghold what is why am i having these negative thoughts what is that wrong belief what is that idol perhaps and lord now by your grace let's just, let's t- let's take this stronghold out let's speak the word of god against it and we're going to attack that stronghold and we're going to bring that thing down praise god until i'm totally free Then I'm going to walk into my promised land. I'm going to walk into the fullness of what God has for me. Praise God.